Good evening and thank you for tuning into our midweek study. My name is Ian. I'm one of the pastors here at Ecclesia, and I'm so glad to be spending this time with you. Tonight we're going to continue our study uh, looking at wisdom from the book of Proverbs. And specifically tonight, we're going to look at how to deal with our anger wisely. When you consider the last eight months of this pandemic, if we're honest with ourselves, more of us are seeing anger surface in us that we didn't even know was around us. And it's more than we would like to even admit. Uh, As I was thinking through this last night, uh, you know, the different categories where we're seeing anger come up, these were some things that I wrote down. We see anger coming up over uncertainty, uncertainty over the future, uncertainty over what is the workforce going to look like, uncertainty over what are people's jobs going to look like, uh, and that has sparked anger in us. The polarization going on in our country right now, uh, where people are valuing harsh and unloving comments that are coming to the top of news feeds, and people are glorifying those things, which is making us want to do that more, and that's sparking anger in us. Uh, People are becoming angry over change. People that don't like change, people who love routine and the constant fluidity of our society right now is sparking anger in people. Uh, The inconveniences that people are dealing with um, and that whole process of of being inconvenient by certain things and uh, the inconveniences that are required to just function in society right now, that's sparking anger in some of us. Others of us, uh, now this one's more of a landmine, but uh, the election sparked anger in us and that whole process based upon what certain candidates said or did not say and what they stood for. Uh, we also have injustices that have sparked anger in us. And all of this is, is surfacing this anger in us. And now we have to be confronted with this reality of how do we deal with this anger? Because this anger is creating strife in our relationships. It's creating strife and brokenness in the relationships that you and I are having on a daily basis. I mean, weekly I'm hearing from people about fractured relationships during this time due to the anger that's taking place in people's lives. Well, in Proverbs 15, 18, it says this, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife, But he who is slow to anger quiets contention. I'll read it one more time. A hot-tempered man stirs up strife. But he who is slow to anger quiets contention. So when we start talking about anger, the first thing we need to answer is this. What is anger? Uh, What is anger kind of defined by so we can classify what it looks like? The first one is this. Um, Anger is when I give someone something that I think that they deserve. So if they've hurt me, I lash out in anger because I think they deserve that anger. The second part of that is anger is what we call a secondary emotion. It's always a response to something that's happened to me. So I react in anger because of a primary emotion that I have or a primary thing that's happened to me. So the examples I gave a little bit ago, I'm gonna give you some of those examples to kind of explain this further. A first example is change. So if you don't like change, I'm a person who doesn't like change. I have my workout um, routine. I have my work routine. I have my family routine. I have my rest routine. And all of these things have been disrupted and become more fluid. And so out of response for that, I become more irritable or more angry because those routines are broken. For some of you who are parents right now, you know, you started this fall going, maybe my kids are going to be in a hybrid. Maybe they're going to be full time. And then, you know, the week after school starts for some of them, they shut them down. They went all to online and now they're talking about opening them back up and you feel like you just got a rhythm. All of this fluidity and all these changes is creating a more irritable or angry uh, environment in your heart. 
for another example would be inconveniences. So a number of us have been inconvenienced based upon this pandemic in a variety of different ways. Uh, this last week, as I look back on this last week, uh, my wife was at work um, earlier in the week. And then at the end of the week was contacted that somebody in her uh, work was diagnosed with COVID. And so there was this quarantine and trying to get the clarity on what we were supposed to do. And through that process and, you know, PCPs are saying one thing, the CDC is saying another thing, the Lane County Health is saying another thing. And just the inconvenience in that process, because we had all these contractors lined up to come over to our house and wrap up um, our remodel that we have been doing and had to cancel all those. And so all this inconvenience produced in us an anger towards one another and a frustration towards one another. Uh, and our kids felt that and it just became uh, an unhealthy environment that we had to deal with. And so anger is this secondary emotion. It's always a response to something that you and I have experienced. In Proverbs 14, 17, it says this, people with a hot temper do foolish things. Wise people remain calm. I don't know about you, but when I look back on maybe even this last week or the times where I've been angry, I've done some foolish things. I've said some foolish things. And I can look back and honestly say, I'm not proud of the things that I said, or I'm not proud of how I handled those times where I was angry. And the chances are it's probably true for you as well. Because you see, there's a lie that anger promises. Anger promises that if we try and gain control of somebody else by getting angry, but at the same time, here's where it's deceiving, we lose control of ourselves in our emotion of anger. So we're trying to control somebody else, which we have no ability to control. Meanwhile, we're losing control of ourselves through this process, and it creates this hostile environment to where we're losing control and we're losing self-control. And so when we look at anger in our lives, there's six different types of anger. And some of us are more prone to some of these, and some of us are more prone to others of these. But I'm going to kind of list them off. We're going to go through these uh, kind of quickly, but that way we can identify those things and we can learn how to deal with them at the end here. The first type of sinful anger that it expresses is irritability. It's the expression of anger on a slow simmer. So you may have a short fuse. For some, get irritable when they get hungry. Others, when they get tired, when they haven't had coffee, uh, and it's this they get grouchy, uh, and it's irritability that takes place. The second one is verbal anger. This is where anger is expressed in a disagreeable way. So he said, she said, uh, there's sometimes insults involved into that. They get loud. Uh, this is the fight response to anger, and it's verbal, so you can see it. The third one is bitterness. It is This type of anger is expressed over long periods of time, where a person will recycle old hurts, old grudges, old uh, hurtful things that have happened to them. And they will replay those things over and over and over in their mind as if they're seeing a scene from a movie and every single time they're the victim of that. And every time that that recites it, it puts another seed and another root of bitterness in their heart towards this individual. The fourth type of anger that we see is violence. This is the type of anger that is expressed in sheer destruction where it can hurt somebody, it can harm somebody, or it can even kill somebody. This type of anger finds its pleasure in inflicting pain into other people. And if you are a victim of violence, I encourage you to reach out. Please reach out. We would love to provide you with resources and help you through this time. If you're not ready to leave that situation for a variety of different reasons, we would love to provide you with a safety plan to make sure that you have a plan of escape. If you are an abuser in the violent situation, uh, guess what? You need help. 
you recognize that you are losing control, that inflicting pain on other people is only creating more hurt in your own life. And Jesus died for you, Jesus loves you, and Jesus wants to redeem your life. And he wants to expose that reality in your life to help you uh, not be inflicting pain on other people, but accept the pain that he paid for you in redemption through the cross. The fifth type of anger is a passive-aggressive anger. This is a type of anger that's uh, hidden from the surface. Uh, it's underneath the conscience awareness of somebody's heart. Uh, this is the fight, the fright response towards anger. It's hostility behind a facade is kind of how this anger is expressed. This type of anger you don't necessarily see, but you feel the emotion behind somebody, and you can feel that. Uh, it gives this picture of a turtle who's hiding in a shell, who's shooting out fiery flames of anger towards an individual. These passive-aggressive comments that come out of what appears to be nowhere. The sixth type of anger is this. It's self-righteous anger. This is a type of anger where it expresses itself by manipulating the Bible to get it to say what this individual wants it to say so that they can get their way accomplished. Now, this is a very destructive way because it's usually people who know God's word very well and are who are more domineering personality and they manipulate God's word in a way that gets what they want and they prey on people who know less about the Bible or who would be less domineering. And this is a very dangerous thing because these are people that are finding a righteousness in their own pride and their own knowledge of God's word and not in a righteousness found in Christ. And this is a very destructive way. Now, for some of us, we're going to identify with one, two, maybe three, or even more of these ways in our own lives. But the question is, how do we deal with those things? Well, if anger is you and I giving somebody what we think that they deserve, what aspect of the gospel then is you not giving somebody what you think that they deserve? So if you hold back, if you exercise self-control with your emotions and you don't give them what, they, what you think that they deserve, what aspect of the gospel is that? It's the aspect of the gospel, which is mercy. Mercy is you not giving them what you think that they deserve. Mercy is you expressing yourself and giving the person the benefit of the doubt. So rather than you getting verbally, he said, she said in an argument, you start to go, you know what? They deserve mercy because the God of this, the God that we serve, Jesus Christ had every right to pour out his anger upon us, yet the Father poured it out upon Jesus' shoulders. And through that sacrifice for you and for me, and his perfect sacrifice that he gave for us, that through that he inflicted the, God, the Father inflicted the pain upon Jesus' shoulders so that you and I could be given mercy. And therefore, we should be an extension of that mercy. We should grant that mercy towards other people. So rather than getting in an argument, he said, she said, and expressing verbal anger, we should give them mercy because Jesus has given us mercy. Uh, rather than becoming passive aggressive and harboring bitterness in our own hearts, we should not play those videos anymore in our minds and reciting those videos in our minds anymore, but we should grant them mercy. We should come out and speak the truth in love because that's a merciful thing to do. We should not manipulate the scriptures, but and allow the scriptures to be truth in our lives first before uh, in the lives of other people and grant those people we come in contact with, with mercy. And when we do this, we begin to deal with anger in a wise way. So let's become a people of mercy, not a people of anger. 
And that way we can be slow to anger and we can remain calm when anger wants to surface. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you for the people that are tuning in. I thank you for this passage that is applicable in my own heart. And I repent of my own sins in these areas and ask for you to continue to change my heart and my mind. Pray for those who are feeling guilty right now, that they would accept your mercy and your grace in their life. And that would be an overflow into the lives of other people. We thank you so much for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for so much for tuning into our midweek study. Uh, can't wait to see you at our in-person gathering uh, at venue 252 at 815, 10, or 1145. And you can RSVP on our website or tune into our live stream at 10 a.m.